It's been a while. Sorry, I just snorted right <laughs> as you were saying that. I was like, <laughs> great start. Carry on. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's good to be back. It's been what feels like forever since we were in this studio. Has like it been a month? Two months. Has it? I'm pretty sure. Oh my God. Because I had the whole situation for a month and a half. What was the situation? Go on, tell the fans. <laughs> so, for those of you that haven't already seen online, I ended up getting an allergic reaction. Really weird, so random, all around my mouth. Um, and it was just, it just came out of the blue. It was progressively getting worse. Yeah, you were unrecognisable. Yeah, like my whole face was swollen <laughs> on the one side. Uh, you know what? I I told a couple of my friends and I was like... Did you? Yeah, because I was... I didn't show them the pictures. Yeah. I was um good like that. But I Thanks said, so I was like, Chloe is probably the most beautiful friend that I have. And... Aww. I'm flattered. These pictures... <laughs> You literally didn't look at anything <laughs> like yourself. And I would look at them and I'd be like, oh, bless her heart. Because so much of your job as well is to do with having Showing your my face in a camera. I know. Well, this is why I didn't want to film anything. Like, I just, I was completely unrecognisable. Yeah. And then I just thought, imagine if I had a really good thing that I wanted to talk about. And then that video happens to be the one that gets like 10 million views. Yeah. And then I don't know, like I just everyone just sees me and as this, and they, then doesn't they know think who I am. That you look like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what did you do? You just hid in your room. Um, it was a nightmare. Oh, bless like, you. I went to the doctors when it first started. Um, I wanted to get ahead of it because, like, I know something's not right. Tell me why. Tell me why. She goes, "Have you thought of using Vaseline?" A, a whole doctor telling me, "Have I tried Vaseline?" I was like, "Please tell me you're not being serious." And then prescribed me ointment for it. I went and spoke to the pharmacist. She was like, you're not supposed to put this on your face. I was like, brilliant. So I had to book another appointment, went back. They prescribed me antibiotics. Turns out it's it was either. the wrong kind of antibiotics. I'm surprised they didn't prescribe you the pill, to be honest. Because they love, <laughs> know, they love they giving that. women that for any sort of ailment. I was also having soya milk in my tea and coffee again. Have you found out that you're allergic to soy? I found I, well, I haven't found out yet, but I find out in either tonight or tomorrow, I find out. However, I do think it is that because literally for the last four days, I've avoided soy. Yeah, and your and face it's completely is back to gone. Normal, yeah. So... That's where I'm at. And we're back to normal now. Yay. Thank the Lord. So we can finally you. film again. I know. We were both like, how do we do a podcast? I like, know, it's like, been so long. <laughs> like, How do we start this? Which button do I press? Do you press record? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week, a little bit different. We're changing it up a bit. Yeah, I, which I'm excited about. I'm excited. Because I feel like there's only so many times I can talk about my dating life without feeling fucking depressed about it. <laughs> So it's nice to switch it up a little bit. It's still relatable as ever, though. Oh, for sure. So for this sure, week, sure. we are going to be talking to you guys about the art of friendship. Friendship. The absolute joys. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the fucking, fucking ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of that. I think we should kick this off with red flags in friendships. So I have had so many friendship breakups to the point where, so when it comes to relationships, I'm terrible at letting go. 
Like mm. even when I date someone for like a month, I'm like, oh, you sent me that text like <laughs> back in the day. And I find that really hard. But when it comes to friendships, I'm really good at knowing when it's time to snip. Really? Yeah. That's good. And though. that makes me sound evil, but I just think I've had so many experiences with shitty friends. Mm. And Can't I don't relate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of red flags, when they see you doing well mm. and they're silent. Oh my God. This is the absolute worst. I have so many friends, well, friends that do this. Literally. So in terms of your, I suppose it's recent explosion on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that from your oh, friends? 100%. Friends 100%. going silent. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because like I love our friendship because we were friends before any of that happened anyways and our friendship like I'm so lucky like our friendship has stayed the same like nothing has changed no um, and I really thought apart from the podcast obviously <laughs> we have a podcast we have now, a podcast now. <laughs> um, but I really thought like after me blowing up on TikTok and stuff it would be the case of a lot of people suddenly wanting to hang out with me suddenly like wanting favors from me kind of thing not being able to trust them in that way it's actually been the complete opposite yeah it's more lonely yeah I think but also like those like so I made friends at uni who I thought were going to be friends for life the second I start doing well this happened before TikTok anyway this happened when I started my business yeah and won that competition on TikTok I guess um and they would they would be the type of friends that would literally just like watch everything on my stories like be at the top of my viewers and say nothing mm-hmm. and like in person if like if I did see them they'd be like oh I'm so proud of you like you're doing so well and stuff yeah would never share any of my shit from mm-hmm. like my business would never support it um or like buy anything like fair enough like not everyone has money to do so but like no, but it doesn't cost anything to reshare no but I'm post. talking about these are the girls that were sat up with me at 3am at night at uni going through the idea of the brand with me mm. yet still can't show support afterwards it's yeah. almost like it happened and I left uni and it's almost like you just out of sight out of mind do you know what I think it is as well is because we're the sorts of people that will say we're going to do something and, and we fucking do it. it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, which I get. Mm. And so I think whenever they see someone else do it, it's like a mirror to themselves. And yeah, it makes maybe. them realise that of all the stuff they're not doing, so all of the ideas that are buzzing around their head mm. that they haven't made come to life. Yeah. And they're watching you do it. Yeah. So, so that's true. their own secure insecurities. But if you're their friend... You need to go to therapy and support your friend. Yeah, literally. It's just been, it's that's a whole story in itself. But like, I'm talking about being there for somebody as a friend where no one else was there for them. Like going through the roughest times of their life with them. And then like, it's just never reciprocated. Like yeah. ever, like a completely one-sided friendship. And it's like, so, oh, this is a good example, but my boyfriend sat me down one of the days and he was like, okay, right now, out of your friends, if you were in trouble and you were to call them, who would be there for you to help? Mm. 
the only person I genuinely could say was you. Yeah. You know what I always say? Who is the person mm-hmm. that if you call at 3 a.m., they're going to pick you up from the airport? Yeah, fully. After you're stranded? Yeah. Those are your friends. I mean, not me, though, because I can't drive. But <laughs> yeah, but you'd send me an Uber. <laughs> I don't know. It's just wild to me, but I think it's because I always see the good in people. And my mum said to me as well, like the best piece of advice she gave me, she's like, stop looking for yourself in other people because not everyone is going to be like you or think like you. They've not no. been brought up that way to to do that. But to me, I'm just like, it's just cool being a genuine human being. and yeah, it's being, good morals. Yeah, and it, like a relationship is two-sided, not yeah. one-sided. But I do think as well, so I probably only over the past two years or so Mm. all of my friendships pretty much have changed yeah all for the better like all of the friends that I have in my life I'm I would be devastated if any of my friends left me um don't ever leave (laughs) (laughs) um but I'm I'm surrounded by people now who I could give the call at 3am and yeah. I know they w- would pick me up mm-hmm. a couple of years ago that would never have happened mm-hmm. and so I just want to say that sometimes you have to find those friendships it's not yeah. that they don't exist and that there's so few people that have those morals they are out there yeah it's just a question of finding them and also kind of getting rid of the dead wood yeah because then you leave space for also, new friendships I know this isn't about dating at all but it kind of relates to that as well. Like that's, it does. That's it does. the whole reason dating exists. Yeah. To go on dates, to have the bad experiences, to know what you don't want and what you do want. Yeah. Exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I'm so good at it with friendships. I don't know why I don't replicate it for dating. <laughs> it makes no well, sense. Well, I feel like with a relationship on a dating level, it's more emotionally involved. I think as well I struggle with the rejection yeah the day in yeah so I take that personally although you say that I've really struggled with rejection in friendships especially when it's a friendship of three yeah definitely try yeah absolutely not in high school this was like the worst thing for me my best friend lived down my road and there was another girl who lived like 10 minutes away but they'd gone to not secondary school to primary school together so were you the third one? Yeah, I, I was. I always felt like the third one. I was never one or two. It's because they were close, like, for years before I joined, but then I lived closer to the one of the girls. So then, like, we would hang out more, and then the other one would get jealous and then try and sabotage. The- oh, it was just horrible. <laughs> you know what? As you get older, that happens. That should happen less and less because you realise you're allowed to be friends with more than one person <laughs> like it doesn't have to just be one or the other but I used to so that was literally my life growing up I was mm. always the third I was always trying to walk a couple of steps quicker to like keep up with them yeah, all yeah, yeah. and then one day I was just like I'm going off on my yeah. own and I remember I did it and my friends were like what like you're not going to follow us and like kick our ankles behind us and I was like no I could like, rather be on my own I had the exact same experience although this was at uni yeah and there was one of the girls and I was like oh I'm just going to go to the library to study like I don't really feel like coming over or whatever and she was like what <laughs> Regina George is that yeah, you <laughs> yeah literally she's like what the hell she's just like why are you being like this like caused a whole argument I'm like who I didn't realize. I didn't realize we were Siamese twins. I'm so yeah. sorry. Like attached at the hip. Like I yeah. do have my own life, and that's important as well because I yeah. see so many people now 
and they're so attached to their friendships or their partners mm. that they can't spend any time on their own. Yeah. And me and Chloe, I think this is why our friendship works really well as well. We're so good on our own. Yeah. But we're also good at reaching out when we're feeling shit and we need support of someone else. Do you know what's like me weird yesterday. though? I feel like also with each other we know each other that well that like we just both know when something's wrong yeah yeah remember that time I think it was it was whenever you were having your reaction yeah and I just had a spidey sense that something was because I've been quiet yeah you were quiet and I just called you and I was like are you okay what is going on are you sure What's there? Yeah, and then I remember as well. There was a time where I just tagged you in a post on Instagram, and, and you were like, so "I'm relevant. going through all of this right now." How did you know? Yeah, literally. Um, it's like when your periods sync up as well. I oh, feel I like know. Our, I know. We've just got a telepathic thing. But no, I love our friendship because we both. There's. It's not even like we need boundaries at all because no. we just understand each other. But. We both have our own shit going on. And I think, like you said, because we're both people that like, when we want to do something, we just go and do it. Yeah. We're and also both... our own opinions, yeah. our own lives. We're very different in lots of respects, mm-hmm. but there's respect about that. I was going to say, yeah, mm. it, there is respect. I think yeah. that's the thing. Um, one thing I was going to touch on, because I know you said about how, um, like, you know, as you get older, like you're, it should be known that you're allowed to have more than one friend. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I thought this was going to be the case. So when I was 16 to 18, I did college in America and I was around people that were like 24. So like a lot older than me and they were super mature. And then I came back to the UK and went to uni here with people my age. And it was like I went backwards in time because I was dealing with like petty high school drama in uni to the point where like a whole situation happened where I was in New York and there was an argument that happened where someone felt like I abandoned them because a friend of mine in New York wanted to go out for drinks and I said yes Mm. and to not allowed absolutely not allowed um especially when I see that friend every single day at uni Mm. (laughs) um they then felt it was a good idea to get revenge by just leaving me stranded in the middle of New York. Oh, you see, if if ever it comes into your head that you need to seek revenge, go to therapy. I know, <laughs> like, literally. Like, just don't. Oh. It got so bad to the point, like, it just escalated. There was a whole group chat that was made, like, oh. with the extended friendship group. And people who weren't even on that trip that were back in the UK, like that were flatmates that got involved. Do you know what that is? Cancel culture. Literally. But on a smaller scale. Yeah. And like they were taking my social media photos and warping them and being like, you look <gasps> so much better like this. And sending yeah. it to you. Yeah. In the group chat. Uh, and I uh. was like, I was like, screenshot, 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 mm-hmm. screenshot. And just took it straight to head of year. And yeah. they all almost got kicked out. Bullying happens so, I don't know if it's more frequently, but really frequently between friendships. Yeah. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I am scrolling through TikTok, as mm. I always do, 24 <laughs> hours a day, um, there's those, I can't remember what the show was called, where it used to go into schools and like film the students, like everyday lives. Oh, I know what you're talking about, like the documentary style yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was... I watched a scene the other day. This is my for you page. How <laughs> fucking dull. Um, 
So there was a, a video on the other day and it was a girl who's been sent anonymous messages mm. and it turned out to be from her best friend. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it happens all the time. And mm. do you know where it stems from a lot of the time is jealousies. I've seen, I don't know if it was on Catfish either, but I've seen like a lot of situations whereby a girl thinks she's talking to someone and it's, and it's the, the friend. Best friend. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Trying to sabotage them. Yeah keep your enemies close Mm -hmm. I've told you about this before I used to have a friend Mm. who just if we used to go out and I would get attention she'd fall out with me over it oh my god same yeah or the only time she would post me on her story would be like I wish this girl was ugly just like a really like just unnecessary thing and what I used- we're not gonna do is <laughs> put women down thank you very much and I was just like oh ha ha and then one of my followers messaged me who I don't know she was like be careful of that and I was like yeah, no she's been my friend so. for ages like she's only joking and she was like I know that's not a joke Mm. And then from there, I kind of started noticing it more. And on my birthday, she like posted about five pictures and videos of our friendship. Every, you know, when you send your friends like ugly pictures that yeah, are like not meant to be seen by anyone, by anyone. Like close friends. Story yeah, and shit. it's literally like, like <laughs> the most grim thing. And every single one was just fucking dirt on me no. and I remember thinking could you not have put one nice, nice one yeah and it was just like little backhanded things like that anyway we don't really talk anymore so I mean but, I hope not yeah but I think it's subtle I have a rule now mm. where if I leave a friend's company or anyone's company mm-hmm. and I feel worse but I can't identify why. Or just exhausted. Or just exhausted, like they're not an energy booster. Like, I'll leave here today and I'll feel be sick. E- <laughs> I'll be like, why am I doing this? No, I'll be excited for the next one yeah, and I'll yeah. be energised and I'll be, like, motivated. Whereas you have friendships and you know what I'm talking about. You'll leave their company and you'll be like, oh deflated where you feel like you've got a social clock and you just can't you can only yeah. be around them for a certain amount of time kind and of thing do you know what as well sometimes it's not their fault yeah sometimes you're just not compatible mm. there are people who maybe they're not driven maybe you don't have things in common maybe they prioritize other things than you and that's fine yeah yeah but why are you spending so much of your time your limited time mm. with people who, who when you leave their company you feel worse yeah well it's so true like what like I see like a lot of successful people and they say as well like you are literally what you surround yourself with like you are your income as well yeah not that that's everything but it's important in terms of who you want to be as a person Mm. to look at your surroundings and be like what are what are they mirroring what am I doing I saw someone on TikTok the other day talking about how I think they paid to get into a course with like multi-millionaires that were like super successful Mm. um just to be surrounded by people where it was like normal to be having like a 100k income a month yeah and then it's like anything below that it's just like what yeah because then that's your marker yeah yeah and you are striving for that like when my dad was training to become a, a footballer um so he used to when he was 16 used to play with players who were in their 30s yeah and late 20s who were really good Mm -hmm. because then it set the benchmark yeah 
And then that improved his skills so much more that whenever he played with people his own age, mm. it was only then that he realised how much he progressed. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see all of our listeners like having friends <laughs> with like, like elderly <laughs> people. And, uh, yeah, but you know what? And uh, wise, from, yeah, and from working in pubs as well over the years, chatting to elder, you learn a fucking they lot. They know yeah. a shit ton, and they always say as well, you can count your friends on your five fingers. Yeah, literally, fingers and thumb. <laughs> it's so true. true. So true. I completely agree. If you have a friendship breakup, mm. what do you do when you see them? inevitably I don't see them a lot of my friendships have either been like at uni so it's like that was in Nottingham so I don't see them yeah or California so I don't oh see you're them. sweet then so I'm mine good. are down the road <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked I have to jump in a hedge oh my god but you know what I always think as well and my mum says this too just say hello and if they want to yeah it's on them yeah right it's on them. With kindness. yeah just go while they're shouting at you and throwing <laughs> eggs <laughs> I'm just envisioning this happen as you walk down Probably the street. Probably would, you know. Someone with a whole carton of eggs just out <laughs> in the way. <laughs> it sounds like I've got loads of enemies. Got <laughs> enemies. But I think it's just because I don't argue back. So I think a lot of people feel like they haven't got closure or like it's unfinished business or something. I just dead it. I love them. that though. I feel like people think that you're like being so vulnerable and weak in that situation and oh, like no. you've not got anything to come back to. I'm like, oh no, this is dead. Like no. I just have no more energy I to have, give you. I have stuff to say. I but is there any above. point? No. There isn't. It's literally like you're talking to a brick wall. So yeah. what is the point? And I think the difference is if it's a friendship worth maintaining mm. and where you can reach mutual ground and where you can understand the other person's point of view, then I am, I would talk for days yeah and I tap I'm super understanding I really try and see the person's point of view I'm not too proud to apologize I'm the but same sometimes you're talking to a brick wall and they're only happy if you apologize I've just realized me and you are very similar because we're both may babies yeah are you a Gemini Taurus. no I'm a Taurus see all of my friends say that I'm very Taurus you are and I think I'm on the cusp so you are. maybe that's what it is mm. <laughs> I just think we're alike in how we deal with things because yeah. the way you described that then I was like if ever there's an argument I always try and put myself in their shoes and I think be that's empathetic. that's a maturity thing as well and I think as you said earlier and I was going to bring this up earlier but it went out of my head I think it's important mm. to travel and so move, important. move out of your hometown mm. and Find other people, like see other cultures, like talk to different people, see how they deal with conflict. Oh, and 100%. It teaches you so much about yourself and also makes you reflect on all the shitty parts of yourself. A hundred And there's plenty of them. But it's only when you return home that you're like, oh, the growth yeah. for me has been real. And then you look yeah. at all your other friendships and you're like... Assess. Yeah. That's why like, I genuinely was so blessed the best thing happening to me was moving to a completely different country at 16 yeah, and being forced to study and be surrounded by people that were like five, six years older than me because it made me just mature. Yeah. If you're so much more. 18, 19, 20, even older, mm. go and travel. Yeah, 100%. Like I did when I was 18 
and stupidly I had a boyfriend at the time and this was the days where you'd go into like an internet cafe you wouldn't have data roaming or anything and I would go into an internet cafe and on Facebook he'd have dumped me and then got back together with me by the time I read the message so within like four days or whatever and the whole time I was like oh he's dumped me I'm back together and I was more concerned with that than actually traveling Mm. but there were beautiful parts where I met really interesting people and it just allowed me to see a life outside of what the tiny towns that we grew up in so Um. true in fact like it was interesting when I came back to the UK because I had a few friends, friends from secondary school still. And um, bear in mind, like most of my friends were guys in secondary school. So I went... Can't relate. (laughs) It's never been my life. I I went to the pub for a catch up. And um, this is before I even like blew up on TikTok. And they were like, oh, you know, like you're like the Chloe Taylor now, blah, blah, blah. And like were talking to me about California and stuff and I just view myself as a normal person still just I've have had experiences now Mm. and they were still saying their weekend consists of going to the pub on a Friday and Saturday night Mm. with the boys yeah and that's it and that's fine for some people that's you know that's what they want to do and that's what they enjoy fair enough but I said to him like like have you been anywhere he's like the furthest I've been is like down the road that's I'm like, sad. yeah. Like there's I, so much more to life to yeah. like to go and see and experience. Um, it might sound a bit shit, obviously, like because this kind of sounds like a place of privilege to be able to travel. But then again, like you can do so much on such a tiny budget. Yeah. Even living in a different city yeah. for a little bit, I think, is really important. Yeah. And you can find cities potentially that are even cheaper than where you live now. Mm. Um, so obviously everyone's situation is different, but if you're able to, I really would encourage you yeah. to do that. Like I look at the friendships that I had when I, um, like in my local town or whatever, and the only difference now, like when everyone goes out, is that they all do coke now. Uh, so they're literally going to the same places doing the same things with the same people got a few more gray hairs it would just feel like groundhog day to me though Mm. like I just need more variety and it's it's right what you're saying as well because I thought I matured when I moved to a different country and surrounded myself by people that were older than me but then coming back to the UK and then living on my own for three years yeah completely different yeah and like you have no one else's rules to like live by like no one questioning you like you just live life on your terms and like if your laundry doesn't get done that's on you like if your washing up doesn't get done that's on you um and I think it's so important and I think that's also why now I'm so okay on my own yeah and I don't need anybody else but it's just about wanting the right people in your life yeah and I did the same but I think as I get older as well that side of it is so important, but I think I didn't put enough emphasis on friendships. I and agree. And there's a danger of isolating yourself if you do that. So if you're so hyper-focused on being successful, on doing this, doing that, being on your own, you're going to be successful, but you're going to look around have yourself no social and have no one to celebrate with. Yeah, so I so think true. there is a fine balance. I always struggled with that at uni. So bad. It mm. was like, how do I balance 
work and tasks that I have to do in my day to day and social friendships and then uni work on top of that like I really really struggled and I had loads of other different interests as well so I had my fingers in loads of different pies and I like burnt myself out completely that's important when you're young because you're able to like you don't have other commitments and so that probably is the time to do that and to work really hard and you learn Um, a lot oh for sure yeah but you also do have to I agree nurture friendships looking back at it now as well like when I was in uni I really really fucking wish I put more emphasis on spending time with friends going out having a drink catching up having with them fun. Yeah, yeah while I could um not to say like I we don't can't have fun now. I don't know <laughs> yeah I love what I'm doing now yeah. and do have fun but you have less time when you but I put so older. much stress on myself as yeah. well for like grades that have now meant fuck all for mm. my life and like sleepless nights and stuff it's just yeah prioritizing friendships I wish that's one thing I do wish I did more but like yeah. with the right people oh for sure because mm, those uni <laughs> friendships <laughs> were not it um, so it is that time where we answer some of your questions and we've had a really fitting one actually which is drumroll please how offbeat am I? Can we just talk about that for a minute? <laughs> no you're good, rhythm. you're good. Um, so the question is, is it against girl code to have more than one friend, even if your best friend is sad and lonely because of it? So this friend thinks that you are you can only have one friend and that's her. Apparently, it's what it sounds like. That's a relationship. That's not a friendship. <laughs> that's Back she so. wants. She wants. She wants to you. marry you. Monogamy and friendship. I don't know. Sorry. Imagine if I was like, who is Chloe, she? I've seen that you've got other friends. It's I'm a no for stop, me. Stop that, please. <laughs> don't be happy. In the bin. <laughs> yeah, like you went to visit friends in London the other day. Imagine if I was like. Stop I did. I right wish now. you came, though, to be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, that would have been... But that's the thing, is I think whenever you have friends and they have friends, my first thought is, oh, potential new friends. Yeah, like you literally. Might, you might meet them and not get on, but that's the beauty of it. That's how you meet like-minded people. So true. Is through your like-minded friends. So this person is clearly insecure, for one. Yes. And two, missing out. It's telling me that they also only have you as their one friend. Yes. Yes. Because if they're sad and lonely, why are they? It would be a completely different story if they had other friends. Yeah. Because then they wouldn't feel sad and lonely. You know, what would have been a better way to approach it would be to say, like, be honest and say, like, I'm feeling jealousies and I recognise that it's within myself. What girl is going to do that? Let's be real. I feel like... I feel, well, I've got a friend. She didn't word it like this because I don't in any way Ima- think that she's I jealous. I just cannot imagine but any female sitting down in a calm and reserved manner going, I I'm have jealous. jealousies. No, no. Well, <laughs> this is a different scenario. So maybe I'm wording it badly. But so I have a friend who recently has cut ties with long, long friends? Long term friends. Long standing friendships that yeah. weren't serving her anymore. And so she feels very lonely now. Yeah, it's all she's known, I guess. Yeah, and so I think it's fine to admit that you're lonely and Mm. admit and say that you are my only friend. Mm. And so it's hard for me to watch you have other friendships when that's what I'm craving. 
Yeah, what's not cool is making the other person feel shit and bad for yeah. having other friends. Yeah. Because it, as much as, like, friendships are great and, like, being there for your friend is important, like, it's also not your one friend's responsibility to, like, be, like, a mother no. to you and make sure, like, you're doing... No, and in relationships everything. as well, you have friendships so that you don't put everything on that one person. 100%. And so it's unfair to do that with a friend and mm. put everything onto them. Like, you, nobody can take that burden no. apart from a therapist who gets paid fucking enough to take that on per hour. So true. And it stands as well. Like, it's the same with relationships as it is in friendships. Like, you cannot expect another person to make you happy. No. Like, you have to be happy on your own first before you can add that friendship into your life. Because yeah. otherwise, like, it is just going to get to a point where you're having these conversations and then it's making them feel crap and, like, they're not doing enough. When in actual yeah. fact, like, if you were actually open to being more sociable with those friends or, like, going with them to see those friends or whatever... Yeah or had other relationships and had other friendships yourself, yeah, you wouldn't be you having wouldn't, that conversation. You wouldn't notice. You wouldn't. No, you'd be too distracted. But I think it's unfair and I think a bit of self-reflection is needed 100%. as to why you're feeling like that. Why are they a possession of yours? <laughs> Soundbite. <laughs> um, yeah. Possession? Yeah, but that's what she's treating so true. the friend like. Also, another thing is don't use your friends as therapists. Uh, retweet. <laughs> it's so there needs needs to be boundaries. So it's 100%. okay to tell your friends that you're feeling sad and that this is going on in your life. Mm. Like even yesterday, I had a thing that I'm not going to talk about, but a shitty thing going on in my life that mm. I told Chloe about. Yeah, but would I be calling her? every single day to go through hash out all of the details no because she's not my therapist yeah and I think there comes a point where you have to recognize that you probably need professional help and just yeah. and also it's just good I say this as someone who doesn't even fucking have a therapist I need one um everyone needs one I'll hook you up <laughs> um I did have one by the way did you and but I found, and I don't know if this is true for you, I find I found that she was just like, yeah. No, mine bad, was so yeah. good. And I was like, I want some advice. Like, I yeah. don't want to, I know that it's bad. Like, don't just tell me it's bad. You would have loved my therapist because she gave me books. She gave me This like, is what I wanted. I wanted something that I could go away tangible and do something. Yeah. Not just leave feeling like even worse for myself yeah. like self-pitying no she was great she gave me youtube links she oh, explained the YouTube science links. behind <laughs> i know <laughs> and like the science behind like That's why you would feel That's certain right yeah she was ace yeah i'll um i'll hook you up yeah so yeah go to a therapist not your friend do you know what that's reminded me of as well though you know as you get older and you become friends with your parents yes the oversharing or you become mm. the parent <laughs> yeah that too yeah yeah but I found like as you get older like I do see my parents as friends now like yeah. rather than parents because we're both adults yeah and However, I suppose it's yeah <laughs> also you have a sister as well I so do. I think that changes the dynamic when there's more women in a household yeah so true because I have two brothers so me and my mama quite like that but mm. 
Well, it, yeah, I guess if you're the only girl in the house, like you're the yeah. only one that's going to relate to certain things that yeah. she's going to want to talk about or rant yeah. about. But yeah, it's um, it's a whole other thing, like getting to in your 20s or whatever, having like a friendship type of relationship with your mum and not having like a mother-daughter relationship mm. because the amount of oversharing that goes on. She listens to this podcast as well, doesn't she? Well, she has so. done. Yeah, my mum's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> my dad the other day was like, do you reckon it would be something I'd like to listen to? I was like, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, thank no, you. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, and my mum's so good now, to be fair, like, you know, like she, she doesn't do it anymore. But like, it was a period of time where like I was being a therapist basically and all of the things mm. she needed to get off her chest, she was coming to me to. Um, so yeah, I think, and at any age, whatever, getting a therapist, it's not a bad thing. Oh, and I feel like I feel like in our generation, like it's not really a taboo thing. No, no, but it's for not. the older generation, oh yeah. my god, they're like me. Yeah, they're absolutely not. I'm offended. You would yeah. even say such a thing. No, therapy is lovely. It's so good. Yeah, and you know what the thing is as well. Like, if you're going through a friendship breakup, if you're going through a relationship breakup. It is so good to have somebody, like, as an outsider that has no idea, like, what the person is like or has no bias. Yeah, bias. That's the thing as well. Because whenever, obviously, the people close to you... They're going to support you. They're going to support you because you're an angel and you can do no wrong. Right. So sometimes you need an outside perspective to just be like, am I the dickhead here? Yeah. And you, you just want honesty. Yeah. And, like, I feel like with me and you as well in those situations, if someone turned around and was like, yeah, you're kind of in the wrong here, we'd both be like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I see and then that. hold our hands up and be like, okay, my bad, and apologise kind of thing. But yeah. sometimes you need that. 100%. This is kind of what I was saying when I was on the pill and I was questioning if I was being rational or not. But, yeah, therapists, go get one. They're I'm coming great. off the pill, by the way. I know you said, I'm so excited for you. I'm terrified, but also like glad that I'm doing it. So I'm currently reading a book called Beyond the Pill, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. I bet you've learned so much. Read it. Because I, before reading that, I was probably going to stay on it. Even after we did the podcast episode? Yeah, because I just, I think it was kind of like, you know when you ignore something? Yeah. Because you don't want to know because yeah. then you have to do the thing yeah. that's terrifying you. And then I read the first page of the book and I was like, it's happening. I have really? to. Yeah. Because on the first page it said, some women come off the pill, never get their periods back, can never have yeah. children. Yeah. And it's I, crazy. it literally like made me feel sick. Yeah. But then I was just like, I have to. I have to. It's a done deal. Yeah. And so... I'm going to come off the pill in January because there's a whole regime in order to... So basically, if you are are prone to, like, troublesome skin, like I've had acne and stuff in the past, there's certain foods to avoid whenever you try... Oh, this book sounds amazing. Yeah. Because I just came off like that and didn't really give it a thought. Yeah, so she basically says these things will probably happen to you. You'll probably get bad skin. You'll probably get heavy periods. But if you follow this, you give yourself the best chance. Yeah. So I'm going to indulge over Christmas. (gasps) 
You just reminded me. Do you know what letter came in the post the other day? I've what? got off my fucking pap smear. I thought you said bab then. No. Bap. No. <laughs> pap. I've got to have my pap smear. I've got to be clamped open. Have you had one before? No. Why haven't you had one? Because every time I've gone to the doctors, they've said I, I was too young to have one and didn't need to have one. What? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I feel like I had one. I think they changed the age. Maybe. I think they did. They're fine. Mm. It's just a bit odd having someone stick an instrument. No, but I was going to get the (laughs) cop. That's literally. I'm sorry, but (laughs) that is the explanation of what happens in a sound. I so I was gonna get the when I was contemplating coming off the pill. Mm -hmm. I was thinking. I still feel like I should be on some form of birth control, but non-hormonal. So I was thinking copper coil. And then I read up on how they insert it and I was like, immediately no. And it's one of the most painful things apparently. But it looks like a pap smear is basically the same fucking thing. Oh no, it's not. Is it not? It's just a bit awkward. Laura, I swear to God if I go and I come out like that was the worst experience of my entire life, I am blaming you. Well, you've got to have it done though. So, but it's not, it's not. I complain about everything. If I'm saying it's fine... You'll be fine. But it touches your cervix, though. No. <laughs> Someone's got it. <laughs> Maybe I'll go for one. <laughs> it's been a Maybe while. I'll call the doctor. <laughs> right. On that note. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Yeah, I think that's um, <coughs> a great time to end the episode. Chloe's sweating. <laughs> I actually am. I'm getting really clammy. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, me too. Like, loved it. I feel like I've got a lot off my shoulders this episode. And I'm leaving feeling energised. Yeah, me too. Except I'm just going to go and cry myself to sleep now. <laughs> I thought of having a me. You'll be fine. <laughs> I can't. Anyways, um... Thanks, as always, for tuning in and listening. I know it's been a while, so it's nice to have you still here. Yeah, nice to have you back. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Indeed we will.